The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, AJ Epigarth. How's it going, man? You are muted. Is that two weeks in a row? That is phenomenal. (laughs) Yes! You do that on purpose, don't you? No, I I literally had to replug in my mic, and I guess when you unplug it, plug it back in, it decides it wants to go automatically on mute. All right. So yeah, sure. Uh, I'm watching myself with my Adam Gase eyes. Uh, <laughs> yes. On my on my TV as you cheer on the fact that I screwed up my mic yet again. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So anyway, how's it going? Good, good. It's uh, it's going well. Uh, things are really looking up right now, uh, thanks to the on button. Um, so yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> All right. Um, I can't believe All right. So <clears throat> we have the week four twenty twenty fantasy football prep show for you tonight. Right now, we've got the exciting. Broncos and Jets game on right now. I mean, nobody was really looking forward to it, but it's not a pretty game. But I mean, hey, there's some points, so I guess we'll we'll take it, right? Um, <clears throat> I started the Denver defense, and it looks like it's going to backfire. Ooh, <sighs> whatever. Probably because anyway. I picked them up like three hours ago and decided to start them in one so of my it's leagues. All your fault. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. You're welcome. <sighs> You're welcome. Well, I'll always be glad to find a way to blame you. Um, so before we get moving on, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on Periscope. Um, once it's once it's up on uh, Anchor, it'll get out to Spotify and iTunes, etc. So go ahead and like us and you know leave a comment and everything else there. So we appreciate the support. Um, <clears throat> so the big news this week. Coming out of uh, week three, going into week four, man, is all the all the COVID. Unfortunately, we've had the Titans had what a nine was it nine cases, nine positive cases on Monday, and then you know they shut down the Vikings and the Titans camps all week, retested everybody, <clears throat> came back this morning with two more positive cases for the Titans, so they decided to postpone the Steelers Titans game. I mean, it is what it is. It sucks. It's unfortunate, but like we kind of knew this was going to happen. I'm actually kind of surprised it took until week four to happen. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take that as a good sign for the rest of the season, honestly. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, obviously it's a shame because it's it's two teams where you have some pretty powerful fantasy players yes. uh, between Henry and I mean, AJ Brown when he was healthy, but he hasn't played the last couple of weeks anyways. So this actually helps benefits him. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deontay Johnson um, as well. Yeah. So there's yeah. a couple of guys that are benefited by it, but I mean, honestly, you know, fantasy owners are, are, you know, a lot of people are pissed. I see Twitter like really reacting negatively to it, but I'm like, 
and, and a lot of people are like, play should be retroactive the week that they play. I'm like, you can't do that. It's like literally like if the game were played this week, AJ Brown and possibly Deontay Johnson weren't going to play. Like you would not have had those players four weeks yeah. from now. Whenever it does play, maybe those players could be in. And that's just not the same. But like, so to me, you just treat it as a bye week And it was interesting because a lot of people were like, well, how are the sites going to handle it? Are all of them going to put all these players on the COVID list? And I haven't seen any other site do it, but sleeper. Which I thought was very interesting. So I saw all the all those Titans and Steelers players go on the COVID list today. Yeah, I put the three guys I had on like multiple teams on the COVID list and just picked up three random guys because I'll take a shot in the dark and if they suck, I'll just drop them after this week and bring right. everybody back up. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I did. That's what you have to do if you've got that opportunity on, on Sleeper. Uh, I have not seen ESPN do it. I haven't seen Yahoo do it. Um, I don't play. I don't think my fantasy league did it. I don't play on CBS or NFL, so I don't know if they've done it. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to me, it's just a bye week. Yeah, and I said that it. on Twitter today, too. After the news came out, I was like, Rankins will be updated soon. And by the way, after, you know, reading a bunch of people commenting about it on Twitter, I said, you know, this is this is how I think it should be handled because everybody seemed to want to put their two cents in. So, fine, I put mine in. So, <laughs> so. anyway. Uh, let's get on with it and bring our guest on here, uh, Jonathan Chan, who is the waiver wire guru over at Fantasy Six Pack. He's a host of the Fantasy Edge podcast that drops Monday night, Tuesday morning, and he is our fantasy baseball content manager as well. So lots of big things going on for him over here, and I'm uh, glad to have him on the show and glad to have him for the site. How's it going tonight, Jonathan? I am doing pretty well, Joe. Can't complain. But you call me a guru, and that puts a lot of pressure on me. So <laughs> now, now I really can't screw up next week. <laughs> can't screw up on the show either. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, it starts so now. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Uh, before we jump in, we like to do our beer of the week. So uh, Jeff, cue the music, man. Mm, beer. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, so yeah, each week we decide to let the, the listeners and viewers know what we're drinking while we're talking to everybody. And uh, Jonathan, since you are the guest, I will let you go first. Uh, something simple for me, just a nice, uh, Amsterdam blonde here. Uh, I get at the Amsterdam brewery here in uh, Toronto. Nice and simple, but it's at the super big can. It's like one and a half times the size of a regular tall can. So it's just efficient. Why it's one of my favorites. I like big cans. AJ. Always been a fan. (laughs) Thank you for, for, I lobbed that up for somebody. Thank you, AJ. (laughs) Hey, if it's lobbed anywhere in the vicinity of my earshot, uh, it's getting smashed home. All right. I'm drinking the Aslan uh, Beer Company's Rocket Surgery. It is their double dry hopped no. double India pale ale. Um, this is my last of the four. So, yeah, I've been I've been holding this one a little bit and figured now's the time. Absolutely. I had that one, uh, I think, about a month ago. That was uh, one of the ones I got when I was saying I was holding on to this one for a little while. So I'm drinking an Aslan dripping on the cheap. 
It is a, it's also a double dry hop, double IPA, eight and a half percent. Uh, I gave this one a four and a quarter on untapped. It's, uh, it's just a smooth, it's actually got, it's, it's a very bitter beer. I will say that. Um, but <clears throat> I, I do enjoy it, but it, you've got to drink it fast. Cause sometimes like if you don't drink it very fast, the, um, the bitterness gets real nasty at the end. I will say mm-hmm. that that's the only negative part to it. I kind of, kind of hung around with one for a couple, you know, like an hour and a half. One night I was just down here, like watching the football game. And like at the end of it, it was like, Oh, Oh God, <laughs> that's not good. The beginning of it's really good though. <laughs> anyway, they get real harsh. So, all right, let's, uh, let's jump into the, the topic here. And, um, the first thing is, so we're doing our advice column every week where we just kind of pick a topic and just kind of rant about it and give, give some advice to people. This week is, so it's really, you know, how to deal with a slow waiver wire week, right? So last week was like balls out. Everybody's got to go hard with the waiver wire. There's so many injuries. You just got to go into it, right? Everybody had to spend money, fab, whatever you had to go in. But this week was kind of eh, like there wasn't really much there. Like my advice really is to not over i don't know like don't overreact to it right don't think that oh i have to make a move sometimes the right move is to not make a move right but you know if you're still looking to improve your team the best way to do that is to trade and that kind of takes me to kind of 1a1b of the advice column this week and that's trading advice and AJ, you and I talk about this sometimes during the preseason shows, but we never really get into it that big during the season when the trading's actually going to happen. And so two quick points I'm going to make, and I want to see if AJ and Jonathan, you guys have anything to add here. So my one big advice here is really don't be a jerk about it, right? But And, and what I mean by that is when you go after a player on somebody's team, you need to go after you know, and, and give them an offer that you think they're going to accept. You can't look at their team and go, oh, well, they've got four really good running backs, but I want their best receiver. And they only have two good receivers. They're not. So I'm going to offer them another good running back for that good receiver. That does them no good. You've got to think about the other team's needs as well when you're making a trade. Yes, you don't want to help the other team. But look, in the end, you're trying to help your team get better. That other team is trying to do the same thing. They're not just going to hand you over players and go, oh, well, I mean, it's a fair trade, so I'm going to I'm gonna make it. It can be a fair trade all you want, but replacement value has a lot to do with trades too. It's who are they going to throw back in that next wide receiver if they give you one for a, for a running back? And who is that running back replacing, right? So you've got to think about all these things like, Look at it from their angle. Like if they came at you with the same trade, would you accept it? You know, if the answer is no, then ultimately I wouldn't, I wouldn't even offer it. If it's a, eh, maybe, all right, all right, fine. If it's a borderline trade, fine, offer it, see if they say, um, I just, I never have understood where somebody gets really mad and cause I've declined a lot of trades where somebody's like, but it's a really fair trade. And I'm like, yes, player for player. It's a fair trade. But team for team, it is not a fair trade. It hurts my team in the long run. So I just don't do it. And then the, the second thing I want to say is just 
don't offer insulting trades and you know who you are if you do it. I get multiple in every league. AJ's raising his hands. Yes, AJ, you are one of those. You all you dude, you send oh, me sorry, trades. I, don't, send. I, I have a, a weird uh thing <laughs> going on. You don't send week. me trades, but you tell me trades that you're gonna send other people, and I was like, Oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> I am that guy. Yes. Yeah. Do not I, send insulting trades. Like I, honestly, I have just I'll take like one or two of those from people and then warn them and say, look, stop sending me these trades or we're not talking about trades anymore. And I've literally just cut people off. Like, I will not talk trade with you anymore unless you actually get serious about it. I mean, you insult me enough. It's just not going to happen. You know, you you can't look buy low, sell high is a thing, but I'm not selling high on the third string running back who randomly scored three touchdowns one week and then had a 21 point game. I'm not doing it, guys. Nobody's doing it. Nobody's that stupid. Nobody's going to go, oh, but he scored 26 points. Yeah, no. Sorry, guys. Not going to happen. Uh, I'm not giving you my my number 15, you know, the number 15 overall running back for a guy who just scored 21 points but had zero the th- two weeks before. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, those are my two big points. There's many, many more I feel like you could you could take. But, Jonathan, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, you hit the nail right on the head. Just if you're sending a trade, it's something that obviously it should benefit both teams and you don't want to piss off other owners in your league because then you're not going to get to trade from anybody. So just don't be a jerk is the, <laughs> yes. is, the is the lesson here. Don't be a jerk. Yes. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> I let it off. It's perfect. I love it. <laughs> AJ, anything else? Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I tend to uh, try to look at those trades and then obviously end up pulling back a lot of them uh, because I don't want to be that guy all the time. Uh, Sometimes, you know, if it's a a newer league, you might not know everybody that's in it. Um, You can take a stab at it, but I mean, at least for, for us, it's not, you know, every, every one of the leagues we're in is pretty, pretty good competition. and People pretty much know what they're doing. Hold on. So I might, need, I might need to sneeze. I don't know. So what, while you're figuring that out, let me say one uh, thing yeah. with about with you, AJ, and the trades, some, some of the trades that you send me before you send them. The one thing I will I will say about yours is a lot of times you will offer that like three for one trade to where you're giving the quantity, right? You're like, oh, but I'm giving him all these players where like the total points this guy is going to score is more than the guy he's giving back to me. It doesn't yes. matter that's where the replacement value comes into play it's like who are those guys replacing and does he need all three of those players and, and then mind, minus yes. the one that he's giving you like does it really balance out his team or is it really diminishing his team much more than you think and so that's that's where i'm always like that doesn't work and it's hard like I'll say this. I get a lot of trade questions on Twitter. It's super hard to evaluate trades because they're just like, oh, here's a trade. This guy for this guy. And I'm like, fine. It looks, it looks cool on paper. I have no idea what the other teams are. I have no idea what your scoring settings are. Like, So if you're going to offer me, if you're going to send me trade questions on Twitter, if you're listening, I would appreciate as much information as possible. Screenshots of the teams, uh, scoring format, that kind of thing. Those matter, right? Um, those matter more in in trades than they do just like random pickups. So it, and even start sit questions like that matters way more in trades than anything else. But I think unless AJ, you had something else to say, if you've gotten over your sneeze, <laughs> uh, 
Probably for now, at least it's all good. Um, yeah. So let's jump into the next topic and this kind of goes hand in hand here. And we wanted to get into some buy low, sell high guys. So, I mean, of course, everybody wants to trade. This is the time of the year. We're a quarter way through the season. Um, I've got some some buy low and some sell high broken down by position. And I'm going to start with a quarterback who, yeah, I mean, I'm not in love with him. Like, I, I'm not like, you got to go get him. But I think he's being severely just, he's just being tossed aside. I see him on the waiver wire in a, in a few leagues. So maybe you don't have to go trade for him. But I think you could go get Drew Brees super, super cheap right now. And honestly, unless you've got a Russ Wilson, a Josh Allen, you know, Lamar, Mahomes, you know, those top five, six guys. I think Breeze is right there with all of those other streaming type quarterbacks. Um, he's possibly getting MT back, you know, Michael Thomas back this week. Um, if not this week, it looks like next week is very, very possible. I mean, Drew Breeze just scored 26 fantasy points without him last week. Granted, it was a lot of Kamara, but I mean, hey, Drew Breeze is not a not a bad quarterback still. He's not what he once was. But he can get the job done. I think there are much, much better days ahead for him to where you can you can maybe pair him with another quarterback on your team and stream both of them back and forth, like play the matchups. Right. I might not want to play Drew Brees every week, but there's going to be a lot of weeks I want to even coming up. So, I mean, Jonathan, what do you think about, you know, buying low on, on, on Drew Brees? Yeah, I mean, Breeze, like you said, he hasn't been bad the first three weeks, and he's going to get his best weapon back uh, maybe this week, probably next week. And yeah. you mentioned about the, you know, the Camara and the yards after. It doesn't matter how he gets the yards. As long no, as he gets the yards, that's, that's all we care about. No, so, absolutely not. Yeah, it's, if, as long as he's going to produce, which with Michael Thomas, I think he can, then yeah, it's a good buy low. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I really do think you get him for dirt cheap right now. Like most people that had Breeze already have somebody else and they, you know, they're not going to really care to get rid of him. It feels like so. And, and, but now is the time to go get him because before Michael Thomas comes back, once Michael Thomas comes back and they see how well he's going to play again, you're not going to be able to get him as cheap. So now's the time to grab him. Uh, my running back by low, uh, AJ, it looks like you just added somebody. You want to, you want to throw, throw this out there. Yeah. I mean, kind of similar, similar vein as, as breeze is, um, is Brady. Um, I caught a little heat last week for, uh, for dropping him in a league um, because he really hasn't blown up. Like everybody thought he was going to, well, not everybody, but a lot of people did all the, all the Brady believers. Um, But I mean, there's, there's so much talent on that team that it makes sense, you know, and then they bring in his, his buddy Gronk and, you know, then they bring in Fournette and Fournette hasn't really panned out yet, but just well, looking at that. Now he's hurt. <laughs> so, well, yeah, has. exactly. So, um, so that doesn't help either. But I mean, looking at that schedule, you know, he's here the whole season until week thirteen. So that helps a lot <clears> as well, you know, for for your teams to be able to get somebody on there that that can be consistent and has a nice schedule moving forward. Um, you know, really this first four weeks, uh, you know, five to six weeks is, is kind of tough for him, but plus you got him learning a new offense. I, I think after that, and he kind of broke out this past week too. So 
that's the other reason I was catching a little shit. But if you look at that and see, you know, you, you might not be able to buy them as low, but I think now's the time to try to jump on them if you're interested. So sorry to cut you off for the running back there. but No, no, it's all good. I mean, I'm sort of iffy on Brady, honestly. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he's seven. He's number 17 quarterback. He's had a 25 and a 29 point game. Uh, and then an 11, which was against Carolina of all teams. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, Jonathan. I mean, what are your thoughts about Brady? I'm sort of on the fence with him. Uh, it's kind of tough to judge after three weeks, right? Because you mentioned he had the the two really good games, and then the stinker against Carolina, which was, I think that was Fournette's one good game. Yeah, you might remember that one. That was Fournette's one good game. So yeah, and he was on that my was bench probably just a. Fish that was ball. a game script thing. Just run the ball against Carolina is foolproof at this point. But yeah, oh yeah. But like you said, just uh, AJ, you're mentioning just the weapons. Once Godwin comes back, he has plenty of people to throw to. Gronk looked a lot better uh, yes. this past week. He looked like he was, you know, getting back up to speed. He was picking it up again. So if he becomes a weapon there, somewhat even just half of what he used to be, then there's somebody else that you know other defenses have to worry about. So I, yeah, I don't honestly, think he's going to be. You might even be able to wait like one to two more weeks after he gets through the Chargers and the Bears, who are, are you know still pretty solid defenses. Although the Chargers have lost a couple guys, but that secondary is still pretty tough. The Bears are still pretty tough overall. Um, but then he gets Green Bay and the Raiders and the Giants and the Saints again. So and then the you know Panthers. So then he's got a nice stretch there. So maybe wait like two weeks, let him get through these next rough games possibly, and then you know get everybody healthy. And then maybe he just rolls for a few weeks. I don't know. Maybe I mean you might have, you might be onto something there, AJ. So uh, jump over here to running back here. I've got Kenny Drake, and um, look, I don't feel as good about Kenny Drake as I did coming into the season. Um, that offense has passed a ton more than I thought they would, and and um, and obviously they, they've run the ball with the quarterback a lot. But Kenny Drake has outrushed Chase Edmonds, who everybody thought was going to be the big bugaboo there. 54 to 12 on the season. It's 54 times to 12 times. Um, he's he's averaging 4.1 yards per carry. Not great, but not bad. Um, you know, you'd like to see more work in the passing game. I think he only has five targets, five five receptions. So that that's kind of a that that's kind of a, a shame there because that's where you were you know just hoping to get the points, especially PPR leagues. But they passed so much and just just fed D Hop. A ton. I mean, D Hop has like record-breaking start to the season right now. It's just crazy, you know. And and obviously the other big killer is, is touchdowns. He's only got one for the year. Uh, Murray's taken four. Let's be real. That pace is not continuing. Eventually, Drake's gonna get those rushing touchdowns, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna wish you had Drake. So now's the time to to, to pull the trigger on Drake. The owners might be frustrated and just ready to you know dump him for somebody who might be outperforming themselves a little bit right now, but they don't realize it. So, Jonathan, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, totally agree. Um, Drake, like you said, he's not getting the touchdowns right now, but he's still getting the touches. He has 18, 22, and 19 touches through the first right. three weeks. Like Can't The opportunity's deny. there. He's just got to find the end zone, and hopefully he stops the or the Cardinals actually throw him the ball. He's not Derrick Henry. He can he can catch. It's okay. You can throw it to Kenyon Drake. Yeah. I mean, they're 2-1 and one right now. It's like, have they needed to pass the ball as much as they have? I'm kind of confused. It's just the, like, I know <laughs> I know they smashed the Redskins, but or the Washington football team, my bad. Uh, 
but yeah, it's the other weeks. I feel like you know the San Fran game. Maybe they had to pass a bunch. And last week's game, who they play? Uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, AJ, who you got here? Uh, I like David Montgomery. Um, again, I'm I'm kind of going off of a little bit of strength of schedule. Uh, and uh, you know, for what we had seen coming into the season, so that's probably changed a little bit. But you obviously lost uh, Tarek Cohen last week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really anybody else on that roster. They they just brought back um, uh, guys. I can't think of his name. Payne, maybe. Um, you got Ryan Nall, Jet, or Pierce. Thank you, Jeff. Artavius Pierce. Um, and, and they liked Pierce coming into the year, too. Um, plus, he got Cordero Patterson there, who can run, but, I mean, he's he's more of like a gadget kind of mm-hmm. receiver running back. So, I don't know if he'll get a ton of, of room there. But just looking at, again, looking at the schedule, going into the end of the season after the bye week, it's... <laughs> smooth smooth sailing except for week 15 is the the hard game so if you can get by week 15 and then you're in the championship you know he's going to be a good good help there yeah i mean i i I mean i i I like montgomery i'm just right now i'm not sure because of the cohen injury how much you're going to be able to buy low on him that's yeah. why I didn't pick him. He was on my radar as far as one of these picks, but I went with Drake instead because I think people are frustrated with him because they had so much high hopes for him. Yeah. But Montgomery's stock is rising, and it's even risen more in this past week. So, um, I mean, yeah, sure. If you can get him low, I, 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 I'm all for it just because of, of the opportunity that presents itself for him. So moving over here to receiver, um, the obvious one before this past week was Allen Robinson. Uh, that clearly is not the case anymore. Uh, uh, he just blew up. And so, I, you know, I'm going to go with DJ Shark. You know, again, look, I'm one of the owners. I'm, I'm frustrated, man, but I'm not giving up hope. Seven targets in two games. He's caught all seven for 100 yards and a touchdown. He missed a game, so he's only played two. Um, I'm not really sure why he's not more involved with the offense. Maybe the coverage is rolling to him more. But I mean, we saw how bad this offense was last week without him I, I think that really did make a difference uh the other receivers there are pretty pedestrian he's he's the obviously elite guy there in that group um i think once he returns you know he's got the the back and you know, i think he's over the chest thing from what i read but um i the the, the one thing you really were going after with, with shark coming into the season and why his stock was so high coming in was the fact that he you know they were gonna have to pass the ball a lot, right? This de- this offense, you know, was gonna have to play catch up. The defense is very good, and they are thirty five times a game. That's a lot. So Shark should be getting more than three, four and a half targets a game, right? Three to four targets a game. Eventually, they're gonna give him the ball. I just I just feel it. So I don't know, Jonathan. Do you agree or disagree with that? Uh, I'm kind of on the fence. I agree in the in the sense that he will get more targets. He's not going to average whatever three and a half targets a game. Uh, he's playing the most snaps. He's playing, what, 84 or 79 the first two weeks, then he got hurt. Uh, I think 
the only issue I have with Jacksonville's at Minshew's that kind of looks like the kind of QB that spreads it around and will just throw it to his open guy. He won't force it to his top guy. Like Keelan Cole settled in as a five reception, 45 yard guy every week, it seems. And if teams are keying in on Chark, then Minshew's not going to force it is what I'm seeing. But again, like you said, the top guy will rise and it'll come through. Yeah, I think it has to. So AJ, you got anything to add to that? No, I mean, Keelan Cole's been a nice addition as far as what he's done. But I think, like you said, with without Shark in the lineup, they were very poor uh, on offense. And I think that that's going to, you know, him being there, he helps draw that coverage away from some of these other guys. So it lets them have better games and, and kind of look like they're much better than they are. But... Yeah, I, I definitely think he's the one you want to own. And, you know, if you can get him, go for it. Yeah, so before we jump into some sell high, we actually have a, a guy here on, on YouTube asking us a trade question. So he says, um, I have Mike Evan, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Will Fuller, and Slayton for receivers. So I have depth. Yeah, definitely do. Uh, I, need, yeah. I need running backs. Especially after the Mostert injury, I have Eckler, and then after Eckler, he's got Gibson, Sony Michelle. Like, is it a good trade if I trade Keenan Allen for Mike for Mike Singletary? Um, yeah. So Singletary. So Keenan Allen for Singletary. I don't. I don't know if I can do it, man. Singletary. No. Keenan Allen got 19 targets last week. <laughs> I can't do that. You can't. Think, you yeah. can't. It's, if Singletary's going to lose value once Moss comes back, I mean, like, he's eventually got to come back, and they're going to split that work again. I. I can't do that. I might give up like a Will Fuller for Singletary. Yeah, Fuller for Singletary. But see, the problem is, is you're buying high on Singletary because he's the only guy in town right now. Well, and that's just it. I mean, and people are and people know that, so they're they're trying to, at they're trying Moss. to do that. So I, I say no, but Moss is coming back, and and they were basically fifty fifty yeah. split, man. Like not just snaps; it was targets, touches, everything. It was right down the middle. And by the way, it's Devin Singletary, not Mike Singletary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Mike Singletary. I was just reading it. I was like, that's a that's a Bears linebacker from the eighties. Okay, <laughs> not not that's not the right guy, but that's all good. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're all in consensus. That's a, that's a no. You can't pull that's the trigger no, on that. No. That's. No. I mean, Evans, Hill, Allen are, are your are your three guys, and then hopefully you're starting to flex where you're starting Woods, Fuller, and Slayton are just bonus. So you you hopefully want to get rid of Fuller. If you get one of rid of one of the top three, you've got to go after one of those like top fifteen running backs. And Singletary's honestly not one of them this year because of the split workload you saw in weeks one and week two. So, moving on. Uh, best of luck to you there. Um, so, all right, moving on here. Do some buy or some sell high guys. And I'm starting right off the bat. Aaron Rodgers. I get it. I get it. He's been amazing, and I've been proven. I've been proven wrong, big time so far. Um, like I. I just in good in good faith I cannot tell you this pace is going to continue for him. I looked at all of his numbers. He is on a career year pace 
almost everywhere except for touchdown percentage. But he'd be like eight and a half to nine percent off of career pace. Like it's a half a percent. Everything else would be career year yards, touchdowns, percentage completion, like everything. It's incredible. I just don't see it. And especially now, this was I wrote these notes before the Lazard injury. So like especially now that Lazard's out, like it is absolutely time to get out. Adams has a hamstring that's like you never know with those. Um and it I just I'm out. I don't I think you want to bail on Rodgers as fast as you can at this point and get everything you can for him because people people that drafted like Carson Wentz as their QB1 are desperate, right? And they might see you toss out Aaron Rodgers, dangle him out there, be like, ooh, shiny, and like go after him and like give you something good for him. You never know. What do you think, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, it's it depends what you can get, right? Because where Rodgers was drafted this year, you're going to make a profit regardless. Right. So unless you can really get like an RB1 or like a, you know, a good wide receiver, I don't I know if it's... I think like an RB2, like, honestly, man. Like if you if you if an RB2 is really going to help your team and you've got a good quarterback that you can back him up with, because hopefully you took Rodgers as like a QB2. If he's your QB1 and he you drafted him as a QB1, I don't know if you can do it. Yeah. But unless there's like a lot of waiver wire guys out there. But a lot of leagues that you and I play in and AJU too... We've all started hoarding those second quarterbacks because we wanted to stop that streaming from happening. We got tired of it. It's like you don't have yeah. to draft a QB. You can go take one in round 16 and then just stream every week. Well, we were like, screw that. We'll just stream within our own team. <laughs> and a lot of leagues are like that, I feel like. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's worth you know having at least two quarterbacks in a single quarterback league and maybe up to four in a two quarterback or a super flex league. Um, especially with the way this year is with the, the way the injuries are, it's not going to hurt you to have that depth unless you suffer injuries somewhere else and don't have space to add. Um, but yeah, I agree with, with the call on, on uh Rogers there for sure. I just, I wasn't a fan of his coming into the year. Uh, you know, he's one of those just, average guys he has a couple of really good blow-up games and that's about it so maybe he's already had those games um and now's the time to go yeah i i agree there so aj you added somebody here who i may have to disagree with you again i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think josh allen is just way above his pay grade right now um i mean he's been lights out phenomenal and it's hard to really argue the production that he's had but you know he's another guy that we you come into this year and you're just like well you know he he can run so you get that okay fine he got digs okay we don't know how that's going to pan out yet well we've seen how that's panned out pretty damn good (laughs) awesome (laughs) um you know they I, I, i don't know there's just something about about Allen that I think his inaccuracy is going to eventually catch up with him. And if it does in Diggs's direction, he's going to get frustrated like we've seen in the past and it's going to just cause some issues there. I mean, he's still going to be easily a top 10 quarterback this year. Um, But, you know, if you can get something and you already have somebody else that's playing just as well, uh, if not, you know, a step down, I'm okay trading him to get uh, a top running back if you can or or 
you know, a running back receiver combo that's going to help your team more than just having him on your bench. Yeah. Jonathan, I'll let you go first. What do you think about getting rid of Josh Allen? Uh, yeah, I mean, I let's put, put it on the table. He's been absolutely incredible, but coming into the season with, you know, 290 yards as a career high passing and then blowing it out of the water in three consecutive games with what looked like ease, you can't count on that continuing, right? So no. if somebody's willing to buy him at, you know, elite QB1 price, I think you have to move him because at some point he's not going to throw for 400 yards and you'll be okay with, <laughs> with whatever profit you made. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about Allen, and this is what we said coming into the year, was that his floor was going to be incredibly high because he has that rushing ability. So I feel like when those passing yards don't come, he's going to make it up with his legs. And right now it's the opposite. He's doing it all with his arm and is not so much with the legs. So I feel like he's he's still one of those like top five quarterbacks to me, and that's kind of where I had him coming into the season. And, and he's going to be one of those ones where – I, for some reason, in the leagues that I got him, I have him in two different leagues. I got him at, like, QB8 and QB9. So I, like, I'm profiting already. I don't need to trade. Like, I have the running backs and the receivers that I already got ahead of him. And, I mean, if I get rid of him, I'm having to start, like, I'm going back to streaming quarterbacks. I'm going back to, like, having to go with, like, Tannehill or a Minshew and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know if I want to do that. Allen's just been rolling for me. It's like, (laughs) I mean... It's hard to do when I already thought Allen had a much higher floor than where I got him. So, I mean, look, the price is right for everybody. I'm not gonna like not gonna deny any trade out there. Um, but Allen's one of those safer quarterbacks. I feel like so, especially now that he's proven he can throw the ball pretty damn well with with both Brown and Diggs there. So, moving over here to running backs. <sighs> I don't. I felt like it was really hard to sell on good running backs. There's just honestly not a ton out there. So I mean, I went with guys that kind of feel like they're kind of flashing the pan, like a couple week kind of guys. But who knows what people are thinking here? And it's it's Henderson and McKinnon, and you know people might just be buying into them a little too much, is my opinion. But honestly, both are in pretty crowded backfields. I don't think anybody's going to argue with me there. Like if you can, I feel like if you can get anything worth of like more reliable value for those two guys, I'd do it in a heartbeat. AJ, what do you think? Sorry. Finally found it. <laughs> yeah. So, so as uh, I'm asking you the question, I see what you did. I was like, oh, that was a bad timing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'd be oh, getting I rid of Henderson and McKinnon I remembered and to unmute it. So that was good. Yeah, that's good. So I'd be um, getting rid of Henderson and McKinnon or or guys like that that are like, you know, they're filling in for for somebody injured, and they're going to have a, a few good week, good weeks here. And you know who knows? Maybe they will just take over the backfield. But I'm willing to take the bet that they won't, and then you know go after somebody who maybe is like a Drake, or I don't know if you you probably can't get a Drake for those guys, but somebody who's kind of disappointing and, and letting people down. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good trying to sell these guys. Um, you know, especially well, they're both kind of in the same same line there as far as yes. production and and upside. Um, but yeah, with Acres eventually coming back, you still got Malcolm Brown there. You know, I still think Henderson could be end up being the the leader by the end of the season. But um, 
McKinnon, you know, I, I just I don't trust him as he's way too injury prone. You know, obviously he's got already two guys ahead of him that are injured and, and working from injury. And Jeff Wilson Jr. had an awesome game as it is. So McKinnon got knocked out with a rib injury himself. So well, yeah. There's that. I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like you're you're already there with this injury as it is now. And who knows how long that's going to linger. So I'm okay getting rid of them. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to get. I think you have a better chance getting rid of Henderson for more value than McKinnon, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's possible. All right, AJ, who you got here with yours? All right. I'm going with Austin Eckler. Um, yeah. I mean, again, he's coming off the, his best game so far. Um, against Carolina, who everybody runs on, which we already talked about. I just think that that Eckler, you know, his first game against Cincinnati was kind of meh. You know, second game against KC, okay, better. He's obviously gotten better, but, you know, he's still got a lot of tough competition after his bye week. Both games against Denver, a game against Buffalo, in Buffalo, um, New England, you know, Atlanta's like the nice, okay, finally I can breathe and, and have a good game. Uh, and then you got Vegas, which is, you know, hit or miss. So, uh, I just think that, that you can, if, if he continues to have another like good week or two, you could definitely dump him. But again, for somebody has drafted as high as he was, you're going to have to get a huge, gain back and, and that's got to be your target going out to to give him up and you definitely need to have the depth behind it as well john what are your thoughts there yeah i mean i'm kind of like on the fence with eckler like he's getting he's getting the touches and especially if herbert stays the starter after tyrod's lung is uh is all healed like they're trying to get uh the ball out of herbert's hands quickly uh quick passes like he's targeting Keenan Allen, really like getting the ball quickly, targeting Eckler a lot. And if Herbert stays there, I think Eckler's floor as a running back is very like high up there, like elite territory, just because he's going to catch, you know, six, seven passes a game. Absolutely. He won't like, I understand the Chargers offense isn't amazing. So maybe the ceiling's not there, but the floor in PPR leagues, especially is always going to be safe enough that I'm comfortable starting him. Yeah, that's kind of where I am with him. So not much else to add here. It's hard to move Eckler, in my opinion. But my receiver still high is, is uh, Robbie Anderson. I know he had those those first two weeks where he's you know had a hundred yards. Um, but let's be real here: this the Carolina offense is not very good. They're going to be even worse without CMC for a few more weeks. And I mean, just like a bunch of these you know speedster guys that we see already injured, he's one of them. Uh, he's you know he's he's a He's a hamstring tweak away from being out a few weeks. So I'm ready to dump Robbie Anderson in a heartbeat if if I can get anything decent for him. Uh, Jonathan, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, I've always been on that. Uh, I guess I trained with Robbie Anderson. He's never been the most consistent guy uh, with whatever team he's been on. And now he's with Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater and Noel Christian McCaffrey. And all of a sudden people are expecting him to be like this low-end wide receiver too. Uh especially when 75 of his 279 yards came on one play. I'm not, 
not really seeing Robbie Anderson. So like you said, if somebody's willing to take him and you can get a, a good return, then for sure I'm I'm selling high on Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah I I agree. I've I've got him in a couple of leagues and I mean he's really because I had other depth, he's been on my bench until last week, really. I needed somebody else to play and then he kinda had a third game. So so yeah, all right, well it's kinda what I expected. So all right, so we got another trade question here. Uh uh the guy says, Should I trade Chris Carson and Cole Beasley? For David Johnson and Justin Herbert, um, now who's the Q, uh, who's his other QB? Yeah, so he did reply because uh, the other guy, Young Heath Ledger, it's funny name, uh, replied to Lima FN. My other QBs are Baker and Fitz. I don't know if it's an upgrade. I don't know if I care enough to get rid of Chris Carson. Who, yeah, he might miss a week or two, but I think we all think that Carson is. Uh, tier ahead of david johnson still despite a couple of good games i i don't think i pulled the trigger there i don't think you're upgrading your team at all Anybody? yeah i think it's yeah you're not really you're paying for theoretically if you're going carson for david johnson you're that second player you want to upgrade but herbert with baker and fitzpatrick you're again you're just going for matchup plays with those three so it's not really worth yeah. trading away carson who's in a consistent good offense for, you know, somebody who you're matchup playing with anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pass as well. Yeah. All right. So let's move into here. And, and uh, AJ, you want to take the reins with this one here? Um, do the, sure. Uh, so sure. Our, deep, our deep targets that we did week one, right? So we did, we did some deep targets in week one where they're less than 25% owned. Just kind of guys to watch out for if you're in like standard size leagues, but obviously deep targets, if you're in like, you know, really deep benches or, you know, 16 person leagues types, types of things. So, um, AJ, roll with it, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, quarterback here, we got Kirk cousins. Uh, I mean, look, if Justin Jefferson is going to be that good already, uh, just go ahead and sign me up for lots of huge games from Cousins. You know, he's already had two out of the three weeks. Um, so that's a little unexpected for him. Um, you know, he still has Dalvin Cook there to throw to and dump the ball off as well. So, yeah, I definitely like Cousins as a quarterback option. What do you guys think? Jonathan, you can go for this, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind Cousins at all. He, Yeah, his week two performance was as ugly as it gets. But <laughs> Negative I mean, points to Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> and Cousins is supposed to be the safe one in Scott Fishbowl, right? <laughs> one of the safe ones. Uh, yeah. One, yeah. The completion percentage was supposed to save his butt. <laughs> his other two weeks weren't bad. Like, against Green Bay, he Good. scored 22 points. Tennessee, 21 points. Like, he's... Yeah, I get there's a you know that aura around Kirk Cousins, but as long as Minnesota's defense continues to stink, then he's gonna have to throw it, regardless yeah. of who who it's to. So the the production's gonna be there, uh, even if he looks kind of bad doing it. He's gonna he's gonna have to throw a ton, so it, it works out either way. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Go ahead, AJ. All right, so running back, we got Mr. Brian Hill. Um, like this guy definitely looked better than Gurley last week. Um, I don't think anyone really out there believes Gurley's going to stay healthy all year long. He has yet to do it uh, the past couple of years. So I definitely like Brian Hill. 
another running back we got here is Anthony McFarlane Jr. He got some carries over Snell in, in last week's game. I, you know, he played pretty well with him. Um, again, you're looking at the health of the starter uh, with James Conner. He's he's kind of hit or miss every week. It seems like um, since his big blowout year uh, when he filled in for Lev Bell a couple years back. So, Jonathan, what do you think about either of these two? Uh, I do like Hill just for the reasons you mentioned. Gurley, he's you know liable to go out with a knee injury at any point, whether it be you know degenerative over the last few years or just something he something that happens uh, in the middle of a week. Another reason is that Hill, uh, he's a Better, I guess, more efficient pass catcher. Last week he got three three receptions, twenty two yards. Gurley has three receptions for three yards in three games. Uh, Gurley's no longer a good receiving back, and if Hill can carve out that role again on a defense that stinks, and Atlanta's gonna have to throw a ton, then yeah, Hill has a role, and he's gonna get more and more you know snaps as the season goes on, as Atlanta has to play from behind. Yeah, and I, and I'll just make a comment about McFarlane and and you know the one thing about the Snell like he got carried over Snell was that they were actually in the first half too, so like when you thought Snell was going to get his work and I like Snell was Snell was the guy after week one when of course we all thought Connor was going to miss extended time and then randomly came back in week two which nobody expected but um, it seems like randomly the coaches have turned the page on McFarland and they're and they're giving him a chance here, um, so if Connor goes down I. I wonder if McFarland's going to be the guy, and I, I, I kind of would bet it would be. So that's where that's where I got that from. So yeah. So receivers, um, I mean, a couple of quick names: T. Higgins, Hunter Renfro. I mean, both guys have uh, have kind of been showing up a little bit more lately. Um, Jonathan, thoughts on either of these guys? Uh, I like I like Higgins. Uh, he's going to be the you know the third wide receiver in Cincinnati but again it's a team that's going to have to throw uh Joe Mixon's not the guy I guess that we thought he was so far because the, the offensive line sucks so and he's already passed John Ross John Ross is a healthy scratch so it looks like he's kind of out in the offense there uh for again a team that has to throw as much as Cincinnati has to uh wide receiver three I wouldn't expect you know two touchdowns a week but yeah. as maybe they even trade AJ Green as the season goes on. So yeah. it's and a then, big possibility. Yeah. And I even wonder time. like if he, I mean, AJ green just looks like a complete shell of himself and that's, and, and that's where this name came from. I just, you know, T Higgins kind of, you know, balled out last week and, you know, you're not expecting that consistently from him, but as a, as a deep target or somebody to watch out for in those kind of standard leagues, like you gotta be ready to make the move on him quick. If not already, just as like a stash player in you know in that rare case that either AJ Green goes down or they just finally pivot away from AJ Green because he's just not getting it done this year. So yeah. I don't know. All right. So that's what we got for that topic. Moving into some injuries, uh some quick returning news. We got Debo Samuel returned to practice. Uh his teammate, George Kittle. Uh, was dealing with the knee issue, is also practicing, uh, which is great because uh, Jordan Howard, who let's just let the cat out of the bag now, guess what? He's on the IR. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, though. And then uh, Michael Thomas uh, returned to practice as well, which we alluded to earlier, and Devontae Adams 
with his uh, hamstring issue. He did practice today. Uh, he's still listed as questionable. Um, yeah, it's still depending on. We'll, we'll see how how his practice schedule goes the rest of the week weekend mm-hmm. um, to see if he'll end up suiting up. Uh, quarterbacks, yeah, no new injuries to report here, which is nice. Uh, I mean, unless you really want to consider Big Ben and uh, Tannehill as COVID well, yeah. injuries, <laughs> but they're out this week if you haven't heard the news or listened to the beginning of the show. Um, Drew Locke has been, uh, I'm sorry, not uh, Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll has been replaced uh, by Brett Rippon um, because of downplay last week. And uh, they they let Rippon get in there and and kind of see what he could do. He's going well so far. Yeah, seventeen points liked, to thirteen over the Jets. Liked what they saw last week, even with the interception on the last play of the game. But yeah, it's played played well so far. So Jimmy G is still out as well. Uh, so look for Mullins to take another game start there against the dreadful Eagles on Sunday night. Can they flex that game already? I mean, can they just be like, <laughs> I know, right? No. By the way, no, did anybody just see the, the pass interference call? Yeah. Denver? That was worse. That was so terrible. Yeah, he kind of had his arm, but he was step for step with him the entire time. Even if he got his arm up, there's no way the Jets guy catches that ball. In fact, he knocks the ball down. Like, it's yeah. game over. Like, that's, that's a done play. Oh, God, so bad. Yeah, but if you didn't have the Denver defense, how would you feel about this call? I still think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> they call me out, but no, I still think it's terrible. <laughs> I actually thought he was going to pick it off. It was such a bad throw. Uh, all right. So let's uh, dip into some running back action here. Um. We've got uh, Tarek Cohen, who I already mentioned, is on the IR, torn ACL. His season is done. Uh, Chris Carson, who we've talked about, is questionable with the knee sprain. Um, I believe he did get limited practice maybe today, or it's possible they were talking about him possibly playing, but I don't know. Keep an eye on that. It's an interesting one with him. We don't know yet, but he's... If they keep trying to put a positive spin on it, I'm not really confident, but I'm whatever. Not um, Zach Moss, questionable with the toe. Um, Cam Akers is still doubtful with a rib. Uh, McKinnon, who we talked about, questionable with the rib contusion. Um, and again, that's already on top of Mostert and Coleman. Uh, Kareem Hunt is questionable with a groin issue, but he is expected to play. And a somewhat late addition that I caught was Miles Sanders dealing with a glute issue, but he practiced in limited fashion today. So, oh, no, <laughs> that's probably why the trade question yeah. just came in that I saw that I just told the guy to smash the accept button. Daryl <laughs> Henderson, Hollywood Brown, and Shark for Miles Sanders, Amari Cooper, and AJ Brown. I was like, that sounds too what? good to be true, but if they're. <laughs> If there's an injury to Mike Sanders, like maybe it's not too good to be true. Wait, oh no! Right, so which side is he getting? The Sanders he's, side? He's getting. He's I trade Henderson, Brown, and Shark 
for Sanders, Cooper, and Brown. I was like, smack, like you're done. Like, that's it. You just yeah. hit it. Gone. Just yeah, be happy. Go grab a beer, toast yourself if you have to. Like, I mean, it's that's like that's the ultimate. Phenomenal trade. Buy low because I, Sanders, I mean, he didn't even play week one. But he's been he, so good since. Like, it doesn't matter. He's not he, really buy low. He has been good. I mean, back to back 95 yard yeah. rushing games. Um, receiving was a little down last last week, but still a lot of targets. I mean, 15 targets in two games that he's played, so that's solid. Yeah. All right, so receivers here. We got Deontay Johnson, obviously concussion, but hopefully he, we know with the postponement, he can come back next week. Uh, Julio Jones, hamstring, missed last week, participated in walkthroughs, so he's still kind of up in the air. A.J. Brown, knee, the postponement, as we mentioned before, already helps him big time. Alan Lazard, we've alluded to this. Surgery today uh, on the kind of out of the blue, like nobody knew this happened. He had a core injury. Uh, he ended up getting surgery today. He's out indefinitely. So if for some reason MVS is out there on your waivers, go grab him. DJ Shark, questionable back and chest from what I read right before the show. He got over the chest injury. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Godwin is questionable with a concussion, but it sounds like he's sort of getting in some limited work here. But I, I, it sounds like he's pretty doubtful for this week. Scotty Miller's questionable also, so cue up all the Mike Evans. Christian Kirk, questionable with a groin. <clears throat> Henry Ruggs, doubtful with a hamstring. Also, Raiders. Brian Edwards, doubtful with an ankle. So Hunter Renfro, as we mentioned, is a buy low. If he's out there, go grab him. Um <clears throat> Mike Williams, questionable with a hamstring. Deshaun Jackson, questionable with a hamstring. No shocker there. Uh, Will Fuller, questionable with a hamstring. So, yeah, all the speedster guys, hamstrings. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, it's, why I don't, it's why I don't draft these guys, honestly. Like, I just don't. I, just, I don't want anything to do with them. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., not a big loss here, but people were kind of hoping for him to break out once um, Campbell went down. He's out with an ankle. Big news here on the receiver front, though, is D-Hop. Questionable with an ankle and did not practice today. So we've got to get him in practice next, you know, tomorrow, Friday. You know, the coaches are saying that if he misses a game or misses a practice, he doesn't necessarily miss the game because he's that good of a receiver, but... You don't like to see them miss an entire week of practice. You don't feel all warm and fuzzy, but he's going to be one of those hard players to 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 sit here if he does play. Uh, on the tight end front, Dallas Goddard, IR with an ankle. Jordan Reed, IR, not a concussion. Knee, so thankful for that. Uh, that's the that's the last thing anybody wanted to see with Jordan Reed. And then Jared Cook is questionable with a groin. He he missed the second half, I believe, of the Saints game in week three with that groin. So if he suits up, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to rely on him. And Michael Thomas is coming back, so I don't know if you want to rely on him anyway. So, all right, let's finish up here with our week four picks. Jonathan, what we do here is we do some sleepers and busts and then a tight end streamer and defensive stream. And our sleepers here, quarterback we'll start with, is anybody on the Fantasy Pros ECR list, expert consensus rankings list, with an ECR of greater than 15? So we'll let you pick as the guest. We'll let you go first. What you got? Uh, All right. So I wrote 
two down just because I wasn't sure. Uh, my first guy's on the fence at 15, so I'll go with the lower one. Uh, who we already talked about a little bit, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I already said, the Vikings defense stinks, so he's going to have to throw because they're going to play from behind a lot. And they got Houston this week. Uh, Houston's 29th in the league. They're allowing a QB rating of 112 over the first three weeks. Uh, 70% completion rate for opposing QBs, and they're bottom third in the league in QB pressures, like just under 20% of snaps they're pressuring the QB. So if Cousins isn't getting pressured, he'll have time to throw it to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I think he'll be okay there. And like we mentioned before, uh, he had the one terrible week too, and then the other two weeks he's been fine. He's Mm -hmm. been throwing. He's been getting the points. So... If you need a streamer, Cousins is ranked QB 19 this week. I'm sure he's available in most leagues, probably over 75% of them. And against Houston, I think he can have another good game. Yeah. Well, we know he's in over 75% of leagues because he's yeah. in our deep targets where he yeah. had to be less than 25. So we call there. Yeah. I just <laughs> All right, AJ, who's yours? <clears throat> uh, my sleeper QB here is Mr. Baker Mayfield. I love this uh, pick, actually. I mean, look, he's been pretty bad so far this season. Not a ton of yards, not a ton of really points, but, dude, this guy is going against Dallas. So (laughs) anybody who goes against Dallas is phenomenal. Uh, So I love him this week. Yeah, I I like that pick a lot. Mine is Fitzmagic. I know people are going to look at the defense against him in Seattle, but you got to look again. Seattle's been wrecked by the pass week in and week out. And look, a lot of it might be because they've been ahead by so much. And so the team has to pass a lot to catch up. You don't care about that when you're starting the quarterback against them. They might have 10 points through three quarters, but they might finish with 25 after four. That's all you care about. So start with magic. I feel like, you know, if you're on that fence where you're streaming a quarterback this week, Fitzmagic is a big one. And I, I like all three of ours, honestly. They're great picks all around. So uh, running backs, Jonathan, we pick anybody above the 24 mark here on Fantasy Pros. Who's yours? Uh, all right. I got Latavius Murray. Uh, he's ranked RB32. Mm-hmm. Uh, so against the Lions, teams have averaged 30 rushing attempts a game. You figure with Camaro doing as much receiving as he's doing, Murray's going to get eh, half of that maybe, just maybe just under. 13 to 15 carries. Detroit's allowing 5.7 yards per rushing attempt, so they're not really doing much to stop the run, especially if Michael Thomas comes back and the Saints go up. They're just going to pound Murray to kill the clock, and I'm betting he's going to score his first touchdown of the year against the Lions this week. All right. AJ, who you got? All right. I am looking at Naheem Hines. Uh, we talked about Brian Hill and his huge game as the backup running back. Um, I mean, is this week Hines' turn? Possibly. Um, I, I just, I've always been a fan of this guy. I've been big on him coming into the season. Uh, he, he proved it for me week one. Hasn't done a whole hell of a lot since. So I think he, uh, he gets back into the, the winning role this week. Oof. Hines has been a massive disappointment since that week one blow up, man. I'm yes. uh, not sure what happened, but mine is Jeff Wilson. And, you know, maybe it's the easy, easy way out. I think he's like 26 on the on the mark. But like I couldn't I couldn't steer away from it. I tried to look for somebody else and didn't like anybody that low. 
but Wilson, like even if McKinnon's there, is going to get a very healthy amount of work. And we saw it last week. Um, you know, and if McKinnon somehow isn't there, like, holy crap, Wilson's going to vault into like the top 15. I feel like this is going to be crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, Wilson's mine. So <clears throat> moving over to receiver, Jonathan, we do anybody above 36. Uh, yeah, I had Valdez Scantling. He's at 37 right now, <laughs> yeah, but not fair anymore, I don't, yeah. I don't think, yeah, it's going to climb. Yeah. That, that'll climb. But, uh, give me like a couple seconds. I can see go and find somebody else, but, and, and yeah. you and AJ actually wrote down the same uh, guy. Yeah. So I will go first while you guys are trying to find somebody new. Cause yeah, that's not really fair. Like the, the news of Lazard came out seriously, like 20 minutes before we, we started recording here. So I'm going to give mine as Anthony Miller. And I mean, it's AJ knows it's BDN time. That's and right. That's all there is to it, man. <laughs> Anthony Miller is going to, they're going to pass the ball more efficiently. Jeff's shaking his head. Come on, Bears fan. <laughs> Believe. Nope. 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 Not going to happen. Anthony Miller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it already did. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it. Anthony Miller is going to be fine. Anthony Miller is going to score some touchdowns. He's going to uh, be good. So. All right, Jonathan, who you got? Um, all right, I'm gonna go Russell Gage. Uh, he practiced today, so yeah. looks like he's he's got looks like he's gonna play, and uh, they're Atlanta's gonna have to throw. Uh, the guy Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is gonna shred their defense or whatever's Throwing left everywhere. of it. <laughs> yeah, what whatever's left of it, and Gage is already heavily involved, and if he's playing, he's gonna get a ton, especially if Julio's still limited with his hamstring issue. All right. I'm going to uh, go just over our threshold here and hit on Mr. Preston Williams. Um, buying into that Fitz magic as well. Uh, again, against Seattle. The game last week was, was one of the best games, you know, so I, I'm all over it. I think that Williams is going to get his. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. All right. Busts. Jonathan, for quarterback, we do anybody inside the top 12. I'm going to go Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's been pretty mediocre so far. I know I was I was high on him coming into the season, considering how well he played last year, but like been pretty mediocre, and his pass attempts have decreased uh, through each game. He only threw 31 last week against the Cardinals, which you'd think that would be a uh, big pass game for him, but it wasn't. Uh, this week he's got the Saints. They haven't been the best defense so far, but the talent level with Marshawn Lattimore covering Kenny Galladay, uh, Janoris Jenkins on Marvin Jones, I think it's uh, they're going to perform up to the level that was expected of them to start the year, and I think Stafford's going to struggle a little bit. All right. AJ, what you got? Um, I, I was actually had Stafford originally, um, but oh, then sorry. I went... No, you're good. You're good. Um, I... I went ahead and changed it and threw in um, Watson. Um, again, like Stafford, he's been fairly underwhelming so far this season. He's got no more than you know two touchdowns in a game, whether it be through the air, on the ground, or both. Um, but, I mean, the touchdowns is, is not horrible. It's just the fact that he also doesn't have above 275 yards passing or 30 yards rushing. Um, so the yardage isn't there to, to help along, you know, with those touchdowns. So pretty underwhelming. Like I said, um, I just think that it's, it's going to be a down week for, for D Watt. 
I'm hoping you are wrong, Jonathan, about Stafford. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt without Galladay there, and he you know, he did look way better last week, even though he didn't put up the gaudy stats. He looked phenomenally better with Galladay there. So I'm hoping he's not gonna be a total bust. But mine's Cam Newton, and they get the Chiefs this week. And I know Cam Newton's been amazing to start the year. The rushing has really carried him. I mean, we said it before last week's show, like. He was projected. Obviously, projections are stupid, right? It was like if he just K's on, if he stays on pace, he was going to finish with what was it, thirty-two rushing touchdowns and eight passing touchdowns. I mean, it was just silly. So, of course, last week he didn't get in the end zone with his feet. So that's obviously changed completely around. The Chiefs. That's who is. That's who he's facing. I mean, they straight up dominated the best mobile quarterback in the game right now. I mean, I don't care how bad you think Lamar looked last week. He's still the best mobile quarterback in the game right now um, as far as just straight-up rushing ability. So Cam Newton, that's what he's been relying on this year. I don't think he's going to do very well this week. So running backs, anybody inside the top 20? Nope. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Always uh... guess first. Everybody disregard what I said about Eckler earlier uh, about the floor. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it, this is not going to be a good week for him. Uh, Tampa's defense yeah, uh, they're, they're solid. is very underrated. They're only allowing two two 2.9 yards uh, per attempt. And they only allowed, uh, they faced Kamara and McCaffrey already, and they've only allowed those two, two and a half yards of carry. So uh, unless... You know, Herbert throws it to him like, what, 12, 11 times like he did last week. I think Eckler's floor is super low in this game with how well Tampa's defense has been playing. I just, it's, 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 a risky, it's a risky week for him. It is. It is one of the worst weeks for him. So, AJ, who, do you, who are you on this week? Or off uh, this week, I guess I should say. Yeah, I'm uh, off of, uh, keep it in the division there, uh, I'm off of CEH. Um, again, kind of like Hines had a huge week one. And not that he's been anywhere near as bad as Hines since, um, but he doesn't have any touchdowns since week one. He did have plenty of yards last week, so that helps too. But, you know, New England is just, there's still a tough defense to run on, you know, and especially playing in New England. Kansas City's going to be coming in there, you know, on a short week, riding high off of Monday night's big win on the road. It's another road test, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll. You're you're going to start him regardless, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had a, a mediocre game. Yeah, mine's Joe Mixon, and I'm going to be off of him for weeks until he proves me wrong. And you know, it took a half of a season last year to to do it. So who knows what's happening again this year? But eight and a third points so far per game. His most is eleven on the year. I just can't buy into him, no matter what the matchup is, because it doesn't seem to matter for them. So, uh, receiver with Jonathan, anybody inside the top twenty-four? Yes, I am uh, going Terry McLaurin. Despite it being October, it will not be a scary week. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's yeah. It took <laughs> me all day to think about that one. All day, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, the Ravens are coming off a tough game, but. Dwayne Haskins is not Patrick Mahomes, to the, to the surprise of everybody. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is bad. He is not a good quarterback. Uh, the Ravens' defense, it's tough to kind of look at their averages because Mahomes kind of ruined all of that. But to quote uh, Kevin, Kevin Woe, uh, the Ravens are good at defense. And 
uh, this is not going to be a good week for for, for Terry. Say. Yep, this is so not, not literally good took week. everything I said and had it written down. So that's fine. We can save some time. AJ, you go. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going with Edelman um, again, keeping in this this KC New England game, and I'm going to sneeze again. Oh, what's going on here, man? I just think that Edelman's been dealing with this knee injury, injury ailment, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, he's not practicing uh, as much, if if at all. You know, each week he's been dealing with this, uh, and he had a shit-tastic game last week. Um, he was in for eighty-one percent of the snaps against a, a beatable Las Vegas team, and he put up a measly. Two for twenty-three line, six targets, but yeah, that's not getting it done. And if you're off a of cam, you know, just like we're we're on for the same sleeper uh, quarterback receiver matchup, or we're off for the same for busts. All right, so tight end streamers, Jonathan. We use the Yahoo ownership percentages, and it's anybody forty percent or less. Who did you roll with? Uh, I'm going Dalton Schultz. Uh, he's got the Browns this week. They've been terrible against tight ends. They gave Mark Andrews his, literally his only good game of the year, uh, where he actually looked like the Mark Andrews that we know and expected. Uh, CJ Uzma and Drew Sample were each relevant in that in that uh, high scoring game in week two. Somehow, even though Uzma tore his Achilles, and but he was still relevant in that game. Uh, yeah, Schultz. He's not, you know, an every down tight end. He plays about sixty percent of the snaps, mm. but he's got a safe floor. He's averaging eight targets in his two starts. So against the Browns and their not so good tight end defense, he, he he's uh, de- a good option this week to stream. All right, Adrian, who are you wrong with? All right, um, for me it was between a, a couple of guys here. Um, you know, our boy Lo- Logan Thomas, but I, I'm I'm also going to go with, uh, and this isn't just because of the Lazard thing. But I'm going with uh, with Robert Tanyan. Um, I mean, back-to-back weeks where he's been definitely startable. Uh, he, he's got a touchdown in each week. You know, only two receptions, 25 yards two weeks ago. Uh, only three targets. But last week he had five, five targets, caught all five of them for 50 in the touchdown. So, again, Atlanta, not good at all versus the tight end. Um, Baltimore isn't either, so you know I, I think I'm giving the edge to to Tanya and over Thomas. Yes, yeah, so mine's Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know he saw ten targets last week, scored twice. Like you're not expecting that every week, but you know again I I'm just kind of I'm buying I'm buying into this Bears offense a little bit now that that uh, Nick Foles is going to be starting. I, I'm I'm liking the weapons that they have. I always liked. The weapons they had, I hated the quarterbacks. And now if you get a quarterback who doesn't just suck ass, uh, I, I like their weapons a lot more. So give me give me Jimmy Graham this week. So uh, defenses, same thing, 40% or less. Let's close it out, Jonathan. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the – this was a tough one just because the defenses under 40% are very risky this week. this week. They're pretty They're trash, trash, but – uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm banking on their offense, Dallas' offense this week. I'm going to bet on them going ahead early and forcing Baker to throw, take the ball out of Nick Chubb's hands, 
and force yeah. Baker to make some mistakes. I'm betting on the Cowboys offense to create some turnovers uh, on Baker's side here. Yeah. AJ, who see. you got? I see. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> with uh, just under the line here. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Um, you know, they've South been one. they've been pretty bad so far this <laughs> yes. year. To put it mildly. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, Houston, I just, I don't know. I mean, Houston's given up some points to mm. Kansas City, Baltimore. They play some good defense. Really good though. game. That's where I, that's why I stayed away from them. I looked at that at first and was like, oh, Houston's bad at defense or against defense. But then I was like, oh, wait, they play Pittsburgh, Baltimore, yeah, and Kansas City. Exactly. I'm going so, to pull back on that one a little bit. That, that <laughs> one, yeah, that one's a little, uh, a little iffy, but. Yeah, the choices kind of suck. So, yeah. So, honestly, it was funny because I did these last night and kind of forgot who the two teams were playing tonight. And I immediately went, is it Denver or is it the Jets? Is it Denver or the Jets? So, those are the two teams I flipped the coin with. And I originally wrote down Denver. And that's who I picked. And as Jonathan has said a few times, that's who I picked and up in a couple of leagues. So, I was like, I wrote down Denver. I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, ugh can't make them like streamer pick they're playing right now and it's the middle of the third quarter so end of the third quarter so i had to go off and then i looked at the list again and as you guys are saying it's bad it sucks out there like if you're streaming a defense i pray you have somebody better than these guys available because there's nothing good at the bottom of the barrel here i went with cincy um or sorry uh yes yeah, so i went with cincy only because the jags like as good as the offense has looked at times and, and you know James Robinson's really surprised people. Minshew's had two good games. Obviously, last week wasn't any good. They're, they're turning the ball over. They're getting sacked. You know, sometimes that can just save your week with the defense. You can let up 36 points, but you get three or four sacks and a couple turnovers, you're going to have positive points, and that's all you need. So, you know, you're really desperate since he could be a team that could do that against the Jags. So, all right, man. Uh, Jonathan, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you on Twitter and, and what you got going on this year. Yeah, my Twitter is at uh, jchen underscore 811. This year I'm doing the waivers. You see my stuff every Tuesday morning. And uh, yeah, it's some interaction on Twitter would be nice. I, I like to argue. It's kind of my thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, he, he he's he's fun on Twitter. Go ahead and hit him up. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, you have a good night, man. Thanks, guys. See you. See you, Jonathan. All right, AJ. That's all we got. So right now, oh, I got the Denver defense. Saw special teams, and he just got tripped up by the kicker. I'm so mad. Uh, the punt returner. He was gone if he just got past the kicker. Or the punter, I guess I should say. So mad about that one. That's why he saw my nose cringe there just for a second. I was like, ah, I got one. Oh, damn. All right. Anyway. That's all I got, man. Everybody, I think, have a good week four hopefully we get out of this week clean and covid free <laughs> guess now we gotta start saying that so uh yeah hit us up on twitter at f6p underscore joe you are applegarth algar shit i forgot it again that's right at Apple- applegarth algar yeah there we go all right i got it i, I thought i botched it i mean i got it it's I on the screen it times. so oh, everybody can see it, it. I'm not actually looking at it, but yes. I know, yes. I know you're not, but I'm just, just throwing it out there for the obvious. So, yep. And uh, check out rankings, check out fantasy6pack.net, and remind everybody to like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to us. So have a good night, and see you all later.
All right, later. The simultaneous 